2: Sensor, out some hot, Gamma Sensor. To the Naked Talk with Alex Okurji Hello, TalkBugs. Hi, and welcome to Soul Saturday Special on the Naked Talk with Alex Okurji and. Yes, you're listening to Alex Kurty, the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. (laughs) Okay, people, so yay, we're back again today, and oh God, I am just so pumped and excited. And as always, this is the hub for real, authentic conversations like never before. And like I say every time, you know, expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And yes, we do not apologize for you know, feeling what we're feeling for being who we are and for having the experiences that we've had. And uh, it's always an incredible, uh, it's always really incredible to have influencers from around the world join us every week on The Naked Talk and, you know, just basically share their journey and their message and their stories with us. And uh, yes, yesterday on Friday Radio I had the amazing Sean Anderson join me live all the way from California. And yes, you know, we had a, a great, amazing conversation about how to take that extra mile, right, to create the life that you love. And, you know, Sean was just amazing, throwing down jewels right here in the virtual space. And it was just incredible. I mean, we got calls from Australia. Bob was tri- from Australia called into the show. And, of course, we had Max all the way from Texas. Um, and, of course, we had, you know, this is from Atlanta and from Nigeria, and all you all just sent messages and emails and Oh God, well, like every conversation don 't forget that this is interactive, so yes, you can call in live to join the conversation. Maybe you want to ask my guest a question or you 've got comments or questions or whatever it is um, and don 't forget that you can um, also you know you, I know our in-studio chat room is not open today, but you can still tweet, you can tweet using hashtags and make a talk. Or send your questions to our email, hello at live, And of course, you know, know, your contributions were read right here on the show. So yes, uh, if you missed the conversation with Sean Anderson on Friday Radio Special, or you missed our amazing conversation as well with our guest, Wellington Manjengor, who also joined us live all the way from Seashells. And um, I remember on that show on Wednesday, we talked about um, just, you know, um, how to take a chance and win, right? And, you know, it's all about how to um, apply risk uh, management strategies to different aspects of our lives, right? And so it was an interesting conversation having um, the amazing Wellington, you know, just join us all the way from Seashells and share so much um, value bombs right here on the show. So if you missed any of those conversations live, don't forget that our show is archived 24 7. 24 7 and syndicated on 12 global networks. So, yes, you can catch The Naked Talk if you miss it live here on the radio channel. You can catch The Naked Talk on Stitcher. We're also syndicated on TuneIn Radio. You can listen to The Naked Talk. We're on ACAST, we're on Player FM, we're on, oh God, we're on Podcast Africa, Podcast PDR, we're on Pod Africa in New and you can also listen to us on the Good Radio Network in Canada. Uh, you can listen on, oh, God, where? <laughs> if you, you, know, you can go to iTunes and uh, Apple Podcast if you like, or just go to our official website and go to thenakedtalk.live. Yes, live, because we're live. And you can catch all our amazing conversations with influencers, experts, celebrities, and thought leaders from around the world. So yes, today on the show, you know, we're going to be having an amazing conversation about stepping into your abundance now. And I'm, so, you know, I'm really, really excited because my very special guest is already right here in the virtual studio, and you know, we're going to be connecting with her. But just before we get into that conversation, don't forget that the Naked Talk is brought to you by our amazing friends at Global Royale. Now, Global Royale is all about giving to you that lifestyle, And, yes, if you've ever wondered how you can have your own home, you know, have the home that you want, then don't forget that you can tap into the amazing opportunity that they're giving to you, and you can check out their portfolios by going to globalroyal.biz. Now, global, it's G-L-O-B-A-L-R-O-Y-A-L-E, royal with an E, dot B-I-Z. So, and of course, we're giving a little shout out to our friends at Zintra Naturals. Now, Zintra Naturals are all about the finest organic beauty products, right? Um, and God, I've been gushing all week, right, about the, what's it called, the carrot, <laughs> the carrot yoga self, right? They had sent me this amazing self-care, um, uh, self-care package, right, and, you know, there's the coconut dream and the carrot yogurt soap and oh they have you know the moringa and the mangoes oh god there's just so much amazing stuff but i'm giving out my coconut dream so hey who wants my coconut dream don't forget you know i love to give so hey i'll be happy to share my coconut dream and i'll send it to you wherever you are um and you can you know find out more about zinchi naturals and it's all about natural organic products and you don't have to worry about chemicals on your body, right? And you can check them out. You can go to their official Instagram page and check out Zinter, Um Instagram.com slash Zincher Natural. And natural is N-A-T-U-R-E-L-S. So, yes, it's naturals, naturals with an S. So, before we go into today's conversation, so let's not forget our amazing friends at The Reporters, Inc. Just want to give a little shout out to Max saxon um the CEO and director of The Reporters, Inc., um, and, of course, film director, uh, uh, Osagio Korua. And together, they're putting together this amazing documentary telling the stories of innocent convicts, right? Um, the wrongly convicted people who are doing time and paying time for a crime that you know they haven't committed, and not only how the the justice system basically, um, you know, sort of betrays them. But, you know, all, how this also affects not just them, but their families and their communities as well. And so it's really, really, really just amazing to see how people like Max saxon Mayer and Joan Trepper, who have been guests on this show, we've had amazing, in, you know, roundtable conversations about this. And to see her new, new book is out, by the way, and just to see just the people who are raising their voices for people who don't have a voice I think it's really, really amazing. And just a little shout-out to Chinira Coral. I know she's doing amazing stuff here in Nigeria, going to the Eastern part, trying to, you know, help little girls in the Eastern part of Nigeria, girls who cannot afford to get tampons and cannot afford to get, you know, uh, sanitary towels and just using her own, you know, her own little money, young girl just trying to create change. And I think that it's so amazing to see people who are not waiting for change to happen but are just Taking the opportunity and creating change for themselves from their own corners, so that is so interesting. But guys, don't forget our amazing giveaway. Um, the book of coaching, you know, is still up for grabs. And yes, you know, our former guest Ajitna Walker and Doctor Nita Bushan have been nice enough to give our amazing listeners, you know, three copies of the book of coaching. And yes, it's the number one bestseller right now on Amazon. And you can get, you know, you can enter for a giveaway. Don't forget, go to the official website. Side, then The can talk about life, and of course, click on giveaway, and you can enter and grab a copy of this amazing book. But if you don't want to wait 30 days for this, you can just go right now, click on the link, go right now, and get your own copy of the book of coaching. Now, this is an amazing book for ex—you know—if you want to be an—you know—you want to uh, build your coaching business and you want to become an extraordinary coach, then. This is, this is definitely the book to, you know, to grab. And if you missed their own conversation live on the show, don't forget that you can catch all the archive shows right there on um, our official website. So today on TNT093, um, we're stepping into abundance now. Now imagine that you could turn your life from an existence of scarcity to abundance. Well, today's guest did just that with only $12 to her name. Now she is a celebrated and sought-after motivational speaker, a New York Times best-selling author, a teacher, life coach, media personality, businesswoman, founder of Motivating the Masses, and one of three African-American women CEOs at the head of a public company whose global platform has reached and served Over 30 million people around the world. Now, I am just so excited to have my very special guest who's joining me live all the way from New York as we explore how to attract abundance into our lives. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the Naked Talk.
3: I'm so excited to be with you. I'm so excited
2: to our time together. Hi, can you hear me okay? (laughs) Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Do you hear me? I can hear you okay.
3: wonderfully. I, I was saying, yes, I'm I do. so excited I do. to be with
2: you. Thank you so much, and you know, I'm just, I'm just really excited to you know connect with uh, you. let me tell you this: a lot of people have been, you know, just looking forward to our, you know, our conversation, especially here in Nigeria. And they have, you know, just everyone, you know, I've been getting emails and messages, and you know, so I, I'm sure that they can't wait to tap into your. Just wealth of, you know, wealth of wisdom, and you do have a wealth of wisdom. And I say, oh, you know, the queen motivator is coming to, to the show. So it's so nice to have you here. But just before we get into the conversation, I know you're all the way in New York. What is the weather like there where you are right now?
3: It's actually really nice. I just flew in yesterday from Barcelona, so I spent about thirty days in Spain. I went over to London, and wow. uh, where it was warm, it was warm. And, and here, it's really it's it's being very kind. It's in the uh, low seventies, <laughs> low to mid seventies. So it's it's pretty nice for mm-hmm. a girl from California who loves the sun. It actually is pretty <laughs> pretty generous. Oh well, maybe you should come.
2: Maybe you should come down here to Nigeria. It's been hot all day. It rained all day yesterday, yes. but today it's been so hot. <laughs> you should come. You should come. Yes, okay. I would enjoy um, the Lisa. heat, and I
3: know I would enjoy Nigeria.
2: Oh, you would love Nigeria. I mean, if you come to Africa, you haven't been to Nigeria yet. Uh, you haven't been to Africa, so you need to come to Nigeria. And I can tell you this: that a lot of people will be happy to welcome you, and you know, just look forward to just sharing the same space and, you know, learning from you and just tapping from your wealth of wisdom. So I know that you're all about the abundance mindset, right? <laughs> um, yes. But I, yes. You know, I'm curious, though, and I'm sure that the, li- the listeners want to know, when did you first discover the beauty of the abundant mindset and what exactly really is abundance? Because, you know, a lot of people sometimes get this confused, you know. Uh, so, you know, how would you, what would you describe, you know, abundance as? so if I can first you know
3: do the description of abundance and then tell you when I discovered it because you know for a long time I thought that I was pursuing abundance when I wasn't pursuing abundance I was actually pursuing wealth because most of us mistake mm-hmm. abundance for wealth and wealth is your bank account or your financial accumulation along with your your prized possessions so that's wealth abundance mm-hmm is much broader than wealth. So wealth is very singularly focused. Mm -hmm. It's focused on assets, and it's focused on cash, and it's focused on income and revenue, whereas abundance is a 360 experience. Abundance doesn't only Mm -hmm. look at your finances, but it goes beyond that, and it says, how are your relationships? Are your relationships fulfilling? Are you saying what you want to say? Are you experiencing what you want to experience? How is your health? Does your body Does your body provide you the energy that you need to live out your life's purpose? Does it provide you? Is your body the tool, the instrument, the vehicle, the temple that's allowing you to do what you were put here on earth to do? And then there's your emotional abundance. Do you feel good? about being in your skin? Do you feel good about being you? Are you able to process disappointment? Are you able to place failure in a space where it fuels you versus holds you back? Are you able to forgive the perceivingly unforgivable love, the perceivingly unlovable? Are you able to give yourself a thousand second chances at love in general? And then there is um, relationship abundance. So there's relationship abundance, financial abundance, spiritual abundance, and health and wellness abundance. So abundance is a 360 experience, whereas wealth
2: is singularly focused on money. Wow, listener, That is so – I think, you know, I love having this kind of conversations, right, because not only do I get to – but I know that the listeners are definitely going to be just soaking all what you're saying right now because I do notice that a lot of people when they think about abundance they're really thinking about money, right? They're thinking about wealth, like you said. Yeah. And just to yes. just to break just for you to break it down right now and say you know abundance isn't just focused on one thing, but it's a three sixty like you said. You know, you know your financial abundance, spiritual abundance, relationship abundance, and we all need abundance in all of this. Um, you know, these different aspects of our lives. So. I love that, you know, you're breaking this down for us. So for you, when did you, at what point did you now discover, you know, like, you know, the beauty of the abundant mindset? Like, when did it start to click for you? I love that question. And let me, let me
3: start by saying um, and just add to that the definition of abundance that I have a number of very wealthy friends who are financially wealthy they're in the millions and or the billions and they're financially wealthy but their relationship broke they're emotional Mm. stability broke. So they come to me and Mm -hmm. ask me to coach them, to guide them, and to support them to get the other areas in their lives up to a place of abundance. So I just want to give you a real example that there are people out there, and and you've seen them. You've seen them in the news. They've overdosed on drugs. They've cut their hair off. They've committed suicide. So they had a form of wealth and popularity, but they didn't have abundance. So it's all around us. We see it all around us. So so let's make sure that we don't make it ambiguous because we see people that uh, that literally are popularity wealthy, financially wealthy, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook wealthy in terms of the number of friends <laughs> they have or the number of followers they have, mm-hmm. but they're emotionally broke and relationship broke. So I discovered abundance in Probably a not-so-unique way, but I, I wasn't looking for abundance, to be quite honest with you. What mm-hmm. I was looking for was a way out of broke. So I didn't first <laughs> pursue abundance. Sometimes your first step isn't to pursue prosperity, abundance, and joy, and happiness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your first step is, I just want to get out of sad. I want to get out of broke. Mm-hmm. I want to get out of scarcity. Mm-hmm. I want to get out of lack, but because that's all I knew. I, I, I couldn't pursue abundance early on in the late 90s because I didn't even know what abundance was. All I knew was I didn't want to be broke anymore. So I began to technically pursue abundance by running away from broke. And as I ran away from broke... I got far enough away from broke that now I'm like, I'm not worried about being broke anymore, but what do I want? That's when Mm -hmm. I began to set my eye on what does abundance look like. And for me – The first thing I saw was the opportunity to be wealthy, but I knew that wealth didn't maintain my relationship with my grandmother, and wealth wasn't going to nourish my relationship Mm -hmm. with my then six-year-old son. I knew wealth wasn't going to set in place Mm -hmm. some memories that I wanted to have with my father, and so I began to read, Alex, I began to read um, things to shift my mindset. So right around 2001, 2002, my son was two, three, four years old, I began to... I began to notice that I needed to think a different thought. I needed to understand Mm -hmm. that my life was about creating something versus trying to run away from something. And so um, I Mm -hmm. I was in my early 30s. My son was very young, two, three. I've been a single mom for about four years, and I began to pursue what I hadn't seen before so that I can have what I always thought
2: was mine. Well, you know, I like how you really, really break this down. And, you know, just to add to what you said, you know, I know what you're talking about when you're saying that, you know, sometimes it can look like people, you know, have abundance and, you know, they may have more something, but they're lacking in some, you know, somewhere else. And if, you know, I would use myself as an example, you know, I probably, you know, again, being an actress here in Nigeria and just like you said, having fame and, you know, coming from a comfortable background and all of these things, I still felt like, you know, my relationship, I had a bit of scarcity or a scarcity mindset with a relationship, right? So, you know, I, I don't think that I attracted or I don't think that, you know, I, I had the emotional abundance at the time. Now I do, or I think I'm striving towards that. But at the time, I didn't have that. As, but, you know, sure. from, on the outside, people don't understand that you're dealing, you know, you, that you have that lack, like you lack lacking in this area because they see you and they think you have everything that you want. And, and you use that example. There are all you know people on social media with followers, and it looks like they have friends, but in reality, they're lonely, right, because, you know, their followers aren't exactly Absolutely. talking to, you know, you know like, they're not going to make up for, you know, for real-life relationships. And, you know, so I think that, you know, you just hit something. I got a light bulb, actually, while you were speaking. So, um, and you mentioned, you know, you talked about just a little bit about, you know, just you having to, you walk into us trying to get out of, for lack of a better word, you know, you wanted, you know, poverty, or, you know, you just wanted to get out of broke, right? And so at the right. time, you were really facing wealth and not really realizing what abundance was until you had wealth, and then you realize, okay, you know, money's not gonna solve all the other problems in my you know, then you know, and then you started striving towards that. So let let's talk a little bit about, you know, the transformation. Because I know that you have like an incredible story of, you know, grass to grace and um and you, you probably mentioned a little bit already that, you know, what your initial cat but at what point, at what exact point, like you, and this is for a lot of people who feel right now that, you know, they can you know that they're 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 totally on the floor right that they're in the worst situation possible and there's no hope right you were coming from a place a single mom broke trying to figure out a way at what point did you really what was the initial catalyst like at what point did you what situation really compelled you to sort of change your life because i want to believe that you know there was a bit of you know you made a conscious effort to change your life
3: yes absolutely i did and um so there wasn't a moment, as much as there were a bunch of little moments. So there wasn't a one hundred and eighty degree. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You know, ceilings mm-hmm. open up, lights come down, angels are singing. <laughs> oh! You know, there wasn't that. There were a bunch of. <laughs> there were a bunch okay. of little layers. There were a bunch of little moments. There was. There was the moment when, I realized that that. That God could use me. There was that moment of awareness. And then there was the reading the book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And Stephen Covey asked in the book, if you were to, um, if you were to die, and you were at your funeral, what would four people say about you? What kind of sister were you? What kind of friend were you? What kind of mother were you? What kind of daughter were you? It was the, it was the, the jolting of that question, Alex, that made me realize, hold on, I'm, I, I'm, I'm living my eulogy i 'm living the story that I want to mm-hmm. be told about my life, so that was sobering for me because mm-hmm. I, I I hadn't done everything I wanted to do yet i hadn't been the daughter that I wanted to say i I wanted to hear spoken about me yet i had i wasn't bad, but I just wasn't living the extraordinary journey so then that mm-hmm. was there was that moment, and then there was the moment when I realized wait a minute, if I cut back and didn't get my hair done, didn't get my nail do- nails done, if I didn't go out to dinner, I actually mm-hmm. can write mm-hmm. myself a check, and I can write myself a check every two weeks when I get paid, and I can write myself a check mm-hmm. and call that my freedom walk, that's my freedom account, and so, I, so that was a little thing, and I wrote myself a check every two weeks, I wrote myself another check every two weeks, I, I did a little more, every two weeks, I sold My car. I moved out of my house. I became someone's roommate, so I can write myself a bigger check. So I did little things, and every little thing added a bit of of momentum. So there was no aha, wake up moment where the angel sang. There were these little Mm -hmm. bitty moments that that (laughs) I felt like were small micro wins, and every micro win created a little bit more of, of, of confidence in me that I could do it. And I didn't even know what I could do. It, I didn't even wasn't clear on the what. I just said I could do it. Mm-hmm. I could do something bigger than I've been doing. And so um, I just began to be a little radical. I just began to do things. I began to design the future that I wanted on paper. I want time freedom. I want to I inspire people. I want to write. I wanna, I, and I just began to write down crazy lists of what I wanted to do. And little by little, inch by inch, I just kind of walked toward it. So I didn't make – most of us trying to make a macro win. You're trying to do a 180-degree mm. something. And I and I was smart mm. enough to know that I could not sustain or even achieve a 180-degree because I was crawling. I can't go from crawling to running mm-hmm. a marathon. I couldn't go Zero. from crawling to being an mm-hmm. Olympic athlete. So I asked What does a slow walk look like? And then what does a light jog look like? And so I did it small layers at a time. So for those of you listening to me and you want to know what can I do, I would say the first thing to do is create a plan. Who do you see yourself as in three years? Don't do six months and don't do a year. That's not far enough. That's not going to make you run fast enough. That's not going to make you get up early. Mm -hmm. But three years, five Mm -hmm. years out, That that may have you do some things differently in your now. Create a plan, and then the second thing is I attach myself to people that were thinking much, much bigger than me, people that were thinking 5X and 10X Mm. larger than me, people who weren't afraid of my dreams. Matter of fact, they made me kind of afraid of their dreams. So I went in circles (laughs) where they didn't look like me, they didn't talk like me, they weren't my same gender. I was the youngest person by like 18 years. I went in circles where people were living a different reality, and I hung around them enough until they're foreign language to me, because initially it sounded like no habla Espanol, like I could not understand a word they were saying, (laughs) but I I put myself in proximity with people who inspired me to stand on my tippy toes, irregardless of their gender, their origin, or their age. I kept myself in their proximity, and I kept talking to myself, to remind myself that I had a right and I deserve to be in their proximity.
2: Awesome. Lisa, this is so important because I don't think that a lot of people realize that. And that is something that I I personally really believe in. And I call it, you know, I use the word online, but it's so important, like you said, two things, create a plan. It's important, create a three-year plan so you have a, a vision, right? You have a vision board of where you're going And then what, attach, you know, attach yourself to people, right? The people who would take you there or align yourself with people. And I think that a lot of people are learning these days how to put them. I don't know if everybody, you know, but I think it's great that you say this because a lot of the times when people see someone like you who has basically transformed her life, you know, and like you said, it wasn't just, it wasn't one big macro, like it was little, little small wins, right? You put in all of that and all of a sudden you created this big picture, and sometimes they don't even understand what you had to do to get to where you are. And so it's amazing that you say that you put yourself, you know, put yourself, attached yourself, hung around, you know, the people who had big goals, maybe even bigger goals and people that you could learn from and, you know, you could learn from really, and I so I, I'm really I'm very appreciative that you're sharing this here because this is if there's anything anybody needs to take away that is definitely something. But you know what, Lisa? How about we take let's take a quick let's take a quick commercial break. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Okay. You're listening to the naked. With Alex O'Corgi, you're listening to the naked talk. It's so unsensitive, she keeps it real, she keeps it straight. She tells it like
0: it is no
2: matter who's afraid to bear. Ah. You're listening to the naked talk with Alex O'Corgi.
3: UTABI events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Wouldn't you rather let... Our dynamic team treats you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress
2: from your business. Okay, we're back, and yes, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji and wherever you're listening from around the world, uh, Welcome to the Hub for Real Authentic Conversation. And yes, we keep it real. It's unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. And I'm just so excited to be here and you know to have my amazing guest who's joining me live all the way from New York. Now she is a New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and life coach, Lisa Nicole. And you know, we've just been having an amazing conversation, really. And God, she's been dropping a it like and thoughts. So just before we went in that, you know, commercial break, Lisa and I've been talking about just what abundance really is and how she came into the abundance mindset you know how she discovered that and just what it really is and what you know the different areas and the different kinds of abundance that we all need to attract and just what she had to do to basically step out from you know her, her story of grass you know step out from the grass and you know and and head on to grace and and she just shared you know just her you know Things that we need to do, you know, for you listeners out there, you know, things you need to do, you have to make a plan and you have to um, attach yourself, which is something that she, do, you know, she did. And truly, I believe in the power of proximity, like, you know, if you align yourself with the people who can take you from where you are right now to, to where you want to go. So don't forget, this conversation is interactive So if you want to join the conversation, feel free to call into the show. The number to call is 323-642-1693. The number to call is plus 1-323-642-1693 if you're calling from outside the U.S. If you're calling from the U.S. dial as a local number. Or better still, use your Skype button. There's a live Skype button right on top of your player. Um, If you click that button, you can call into the show for free. Or hashtag the Naked Talk uh, And, of course, your contributions will be read on the show. We're so sorry our in-studio chat room, our live in-studio chat room is not open today. But please, guys, bear with us and just, you know, try to call into the show or send a message to our dedicated WhatsApp number. And, of course, your questions will be read right here on the show. Lisa, welcome back. Thank you so much
3: for having me. I'm excited to be back with you.
2: So, you know, just before we went, you know, on the little commercial break, you know, you had been talking about just how you were able to, you know, pull yourself from where you were. And like you mentioned, it wasn't just, it wasn't like several, it wasn't one big win, right? It was just several small, micro, tiny, tiny wins and things you were doing that just basically changed the overall picture of your life. And, you you know, you mentioned um, just how you surrounded yourself with the right people and you, as a person, you know, as a brand, as a motivator, you have influenced millions of people around the world. Now, who would you say, I, I want to know who was influencing, you know, like, who were your, your major influencers, right? You know, who was influencing the influencer?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
3: um, well, you know, my influencers, um, I think people are surprised and not surprised to um, To know the people who influence me the most, well, I will tell you this i 'm an, I'm an eclectic piece of work, so I will learn from anyone and everyone so while i 'll give you the short list, please know that, um, that in, there have been so many people that i 've learned from that didn 't even know they were teaching me and because i 'm a I'm a consummate student. I I know I'm regarded as a thought leader and a teacher, but what people often don't know is how much of a student I am. Um, But my primary influencers were four, Um, four, four, and then there were some secondary. So primary, um, Nelson Mandela, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, um, Mother Teresa, and Mahatma Gandhi. And um, those were the people that really shaped how do I want to be remembered, and what do I want my life contribution to be? I would be honored and grateful and, um, and and forever wild if my life gave 10% of the contribution that any one of those individuals' life gave. So I'm reaching really, really big, really, really big, so that <laughs> in whatever version of who I am, I'm reaching for those four. So those are the four who I read their life story Um, I, you know, spent time inside some of their their lives, their family lives. Um, I've had the honor of meeting some people that are intimately connected to many of them, uh, several of them. Mm -hmm. And so those are the individuals that I really really model myself after, and I look at what would they do, how would they love, how would they forgive, how would Mm -hmm. they talk to people, how would they literally, as my brand gets bigger, I really lean on them. Like, what would they do? What would they do? Well, how would they handle this situation? How would? And it really keeps me in a place of conscious, conscious ministry, conscious service, conscious release, conscious ebb and flow, conscious spirituality. I believe that there's that there's an unconscious awareness that you get to have, and then there's a conscious awareness that mm-hmm. you must have. So I want to make sure that I am not. Um, I am not unconsciously competent. I want to be consciously competent. Mm. I want to know what I know, but most importantly, I want to know what I don't know. And so um, Mm. they've been my my primary. And then of course I have people here that I could touch a little closer, like Oprah. And and when I say Oprah I don't say Oprah because I ever wanted to be a star. I've never wanted I've never needed mm. to be a celebrity. Um, Oprah was the person that modeled um, now now life now transparency. And I wanted mm. to live inside that level of public transparency. Nothing to prove, nothing to hide, nothing to defend and nothing to protect. And living like that truly mm-hmm. represents freedom because we're always trying mm-hmm. to protect, hide or defend something. And I want to live like I have nothing to defend, nothing to hide, nothing to protect and by golly, I have nothing to prove because when I can live like that, mm-hmm. now I'm standing I'm standing in my journey. Mm-hmm. I'm standing on my story. So so those are the people that, um you know, and then if you've ever listened to me talk or do a speech, you'll hear me talk about my grandmother. So I have two grandmothers. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yes, and my grandmother, my grandmother is like, she's like the blood that runs through my veins. I am her protege I, I, all day long. She's one of my closest friends. Uh, she's 89 years old now. She's feisty. She's spicy. She just got off of a seven-day... A cruise two days ago she dances with me all night long oh. um, like she is spicy she goes to Vegas plays a slot machine she is spicy and she <laughs> teaches me how to she teaches me how to live and love and play full out she teaches me that other people's perception of me ain't none of my business that my my life story is meant for me to write. And if I don't like the way my chapter one was written, if I don't like the way my chapter five was written, or my chapter 14 was written, then make sure that when I write my chapter 24, that I write a better chapter 24 than my chapter 14, because I can't rewrite chapter 14 it's already Uh written but I still hold the pen in my hand you hold the pen in your hand and your next chapter is a blank chapter what are you going to write how did you choose to love how did you choose to dance how big did you choose to play how how far did you choose to leap in love and so my grandmother is constantly showing me that I get to write the next chapter and to write a really good chapter that I'm going to want to read one day when I sit down and I'm her age and I'm sitting in my favorite rocking chair like she's now sitting in her favorite <laughs> rocking chair and she's sharing the stories of her life and the stories of her life, life are juicy and colorful and playful and, and inspiring and, and she, just, she just shows me that I want to make sure I write a good story that I, I'm going to love to share.
2: Wow, listen, I'm just really like totally in awe, and, and you know why this is so amazing, because I'm listening to you talk about all of these amazing people who I admire, by the way, um, you know, just talking about, and seeing how they have impacted people, and they treat the world with love, like, you know, just to see how they show up in the world, right? I mean, yeah. we're talking Nelson yeah. Mandela, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, Luther King, Uh, oh my God, Marcel, like, are you Like, I'm wondering, like, what? But it also also makes me understand because I kept wondering I was like okay why did she start motivating the masses and why does she call it that? But then you know now that you share right. what you hear, I almost can picture I can understand even better why um, you know why you you know why they have meant why they are you know a big influence in you and why you definitely yeah. you know strive hard to work you know in there. and that yeah. is so amazing. I I I was going to ask you this and I know that um you know, just talking about motivating the masses. And, I, and I'm, again, I'm just speaking, you know, I'm just speaking. that's just what I take away from this, and that may not be exactly the reason. But, you know, when you thought about putting together, starting this company, right, and, you know, starting this big movement, let me call it a movement, because it's almost like right, a movement, right? right. It um, is, it
3: is. That's, that's the was, intention.
2: <laughs> it is a movement, right. I'm here in Africa, and we're talking about it motivating is. the masses. So, um, you know, what was it like, you know, just, um, first of all, getting yourself out of, you know, um, broke to now finally attracting wealth and then discovering abundance. And then you decide, hey, you know, I'm going to create Motivating the Masses, right? And what is the, you know, what is, what is the what is the foundation, what is the bedrock of this, you know, this company and, and the work that you do with, you know, helping people to transform themselves and their business? What is, you know, what is the drive behind it?
3: Yeah, I, I love that question. Um, The drive behind it is abundance and prosperity is your birthright. And I want to be an instrument, a tool, a sister friend, a co-pilot to help you go get what's yours, to help you live the life that's going to make you super excited to know that it's going to become your legacy one day. That we are the designer of our destinies and the author of our autobiographies and the premise of motivating the masses is to help you design the life that you're going to love to look at to help you write the story that you're going to be so excited to tell like I want to be the co-pilot I want to be that co-creator I want to help I want to I want to sit in the back seat and cheer you on I want to I want to stand in front of the automobile called your life and and help you direct it down the right path I want to be that catalyst the bumper rail, the cheerleader, the safe space to get back up when you've fallen down, anything that will have you create a life that your children's children are going to want to talk about, Mm -hmm. to have you create a life that the neighbors want to share with their children that they want to live next to the woman who, like I, I want to help you create that life. I can't touch everybody. I won't be able to serve everyone. Mm-hmm. But there's just think there's this possibility of a ripple effect. That if we touch enough people, okay. we can create we can create a, a, a tsunami of possibility that we may not be here to see what, how big it gets. But our goal isn't to see how big it gets. Our goal is to make sure mm-hmm. that we put the the seeds in place for it to get big. So. I appreciate you called my company Motivating the Masses because that's the name, but, but based on who you see my mentors were, it could have been inspiring the masses. It could have been ministering to the <laughs> masses. It could have been any of that. All I knew was that I wanted to be an instrument. An instrument, mm. a vehicle, and a source and a tool for people to truly transform their lives into something barely recognizable so that individuals who I touch are not only impacting their lifespan, but they're actually writing their legacy.
2: Wow. And, you know, it's happening already, right? And like you said, you know, it really what you're doing is creating a ripple effect because if you touch someone's life and then they get a chance to touch another person's life and, you know, that person touches somebody else's life and somehow the legacy spreads, right? Because, you know, just by the fact that you've impacted someone, the person gets a chance to impact somebody else. And, you know, all of that, you know, totally grows. So I love, you know, just I really, you know, I've been curious about this, and I'm glad, you know, I would like the opportunity to be able to have this kind of conversations, right? Because then you can really dig in and find out, you know, just what really drives people and why they do what they do. So it's amazing to see, you know, where your push is coming from, right, and, and what you're trying to achieve. Now, I was wondering, because um, – talking about, you know, you know, a lot of the times when you hear people talking about abundance and abundance mindset, and, and then there's the polar opposite where people are talking about scarcity and scarcity mindset, right? Um, let me ask you this. What do you think or why do you think that people, a lot of people hold on to the scarcity mindset? <laughs> sure.
3: Um, it's, really, it's really quite simple. Um, and this is going to sound – this is going to sound so simple that it almost feels like it can 't be the truth but but we are unconsciously more committed to a familiar discomfort than we will be committed to an unfamiliar new possibility i 'll say it again. People mm. are unconsciously more committed to a familiar keyword familiar discomfort than they will be committed to an unfamiliar keyword, unfamiliar, new possibility. The keywords are familiar and unfamiliar. People will stay in mm. the known, no matter how miserable the mm. known is. A, a relationship that you know you should get out of, you've been in the relationship for 15 years, you've been wanting to get out for the last 10, and people say, well, at least I <laughs> know he's crazy. At least I know mm. his insanity. I don't want to get out there into the keyword <laughs> word, unknown same thing with a job. Mm -hmm. People will stay on a job they don't like because they know the job. They don't know what else is out there. So to my point, people become more committed to a familiar discomfort than they are to an unfamiliar new possibility. When you think about a scarcity mindset as well, you have to realize that you didn't sign up for a scarcity mindset you didn't place your order Mm -hmm. like at a restaurant and said please give me lack Mm of limitations can i have a side (laughs) order right can i have a side order of money (laughs) you know scarcity and money issues can i have a can i can you follow that up can i have a dessert of relationship scarcity you don't do that what happens is
1: Mm -hmm.
3: you you adopt the mindset of your culture your community, your economic environment in your home, your spiritual environment that you were raised in, even if you don't still operate in that faith, wherever you were between mm-hmm. the age of 1, 1, and 7, you still have that mindset. The way you believe about relationships and mindset and money, a lot of that was already imprinted on you before you even hit your double digits. That's before you hit the age ten. Those Mm -hmm. mindsets were already set because of your environment. So you didn't even consciously choose the scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset was one of the gifts given to you based on your family, Mm -hmm. your community, your environment. And so it's it's easier Uh to stay in it than it is to oppose it. And when you oppose it, you have to find something else to replace it with. So most people in a scarcity mindset because they haven't done the work of going to get a new mindset to replace the old mindset with, which is why Abundance Now, the book, has done so much for so many people because I said, listen, replace this thought with this thought, replace this thought with this mm-hmm. thought, replace this thought with this thought. So you have you have to have something in its place in order for you to be willing to switch. You're not going to just let the thought go. you got to hold on to something else in its place. Wow, Lisa.
2: Okay, you know what, Lisa? How about we're gonna do this? We're gonna take another break. We're gonna take a quick musical break, and I feel like we need a little bit of music in this because I'm going like Hallelujah. It's almost a party right here, right now. Just (laughs) you sharing so much, you know, um, (laughs) value bombs right here on the show. But how about we take a quick? Let's take a quick musical break, and and we'll be back. Now, this is maybe by Peter Kelly, and Peter Kelly was a guest on this show. Uh, Well. Well, two years ago, and he was part of our first anniversary special. And uh, enjoy. We'll be back.
0: Maybe I'm someone. Maybe I'm nobody special at all. A good son or somebody's best friend invisible Maybe I'm growing Maybe I'm already past my prime Maybe I'm looking for some place to hide but the world inside Maybe I just don't like what I see lately. maybe the world don't like me Yeah, I wonder what they all think about me lately. Maybe, maybe the world's not for me Maybe she loves me Maybe I'm loved just for being me But it's not for the man that I am Not for who I try to be Maybe they'll be with me, yeah Maybe they hold, but I pull, they're all I to prove me wrong Maybe I'm right for on the one the yeah, yeah. round and around the world turns round and around the world turns round and around the world turns round where am I going where have I been way no knowing maybe it's me maybe I just don't like what I Lately, maybe the world don't like me. Yeah, I wonder what they all think about me.
2: Pete Kelly, Uh, amazing singer, songwriter, all the way from New York, and yes, he's been a guest on the show twice, I think, Um, and every time I hear the song, I don't know, I just get gooses, so yes. Welcome back to the Naked Talk with Alex Okoraji. My name is still Alex. It hasn't changed, and you're listening to the Queen of Expression. And, yes, we're all about keeping it a real on the show. You know, we keep it unscripted, uncensored, and uncaught. And don't forget, this is the hub for real, authentic conversations like never before. And if you're just joining us wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget that, hey, we bring them, some of the most amazing influencers, which is... You know, changing the world from the arcana's and just impacting lives and empowering people. And of course, I do have with me my very special guest, who's joined me live all the way from New York. And she is a New York Times best-selling author. She is a motivational, you know, celebrated, sought-after motivational speaker. She is a life coach, a teacher, a media personality. She's everything. She's you know, I call her Queen Motivator, right? Lisa Nichols, who's joining me all the way. From New York, and just before we went to that, you know, musical break, we had been talking about just her influences and just, you know, why people embrace this scarcity mindset. And uh, God, you know, she's been throwing it down. She's been throwing bombs. I hope you've been catching them. So, uh, welcome back, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm having a great
3: time with you, Alex.
2: Thank you. Okay, so just before we went, you know, um, on the musical break, and you had been talking about, you know, just you know, how people are. Um, you know for some reason are just they you know would stick with the you know familiar um discomfort right would have, you know would accept familiar discom- discomfort as opposed to um unfamiliar uh um something that's New unfamiliar to them and and that kind of New possibilities. Okay, great. I and mean, you know, it's funny. There's this African saying that we have here where they will tell you, you know, the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. <laughs> right? Right. So you were right. saying something. Right. and right. I, That's exactly I remember, the same thing. I remember, exactly I remember. the same. It's an African proverb, and, you know, I used to hear that a lot, you know, from my grandmother or something. She said, oh, the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. And I'm like, what? Yes. How can that be better, but?" So it's funny you know, you're right because we grow up with all of the limited beliefs that we have, right? Because somehow they've been fed to us by, you know, our families and our communities and society and you know, they just become, you know, something that, you know, becomes a part of our lives, and so while you were saying that, I was getting like, I was like, yeah, it's true, that's so true. Um, but let me ask you this: and you've had, a, you know, um, you know, an incredible journey. You know, you've had your, you know, you challenges, obstacles, and you've found how to grow out of them. And you know, in spite of all that, you're, you know, influence in the world. What would you say? You know, as um, probably the most difficult lesson that you. One of the most difficult lessons that you know struggle taught you something you learned. You know, just something that the struggle <laughs> a lesson you learned from the struggle.
3: Oh, so many, so many, so many, so many. So, um, y- you know, and I'm still learning lessons. You know, I'm just at a different place in my lessons mm-hmm. learned. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, one of the most difficult lessons that I have had to learn and continue to remind myself that I've already learned it was that I can't help people who don't want to help themselves and I can't bring everyone along with Mm. me and I need to manage my codependency and I can't be rescue 911 and I'm not a superhero (laughs) or a super that I need rest. I need, you know, I need rejuvenation. I need a safe place to cry. I need to be willing to stop that if I want my yes, my yes to have any value, then I need to be willing to exercise mm-hmm. my no. I need to be willing to exercise mm. my no. So I'm learning that. Mm. That's number one. Number two, one of my hard lessons that I've had to learn um, is that um, I don't have to work myself into an early grave to prove that I'm a good person, Mm. that I get to stop,
2: Mm. I get
3: to relax, I don't have to sneak off to the spa, I don't have to take short vacations, that I need to celebrate myself out loud so that people can see me resting, Mm. rejuvenating, people can see me pressing pause, people can see me saying I'm taking a Mm. nap, so that that is a way I treat myself and love myself as well. That's the second Uh, lesson, hard lesson I've learned. And the third and final hard lesson that I've learned is that just because I've learned how to make a lot of money doesn't mean I've learned how Mm -hmm. to keep and grow a lot of money. And that money is Mm -hmm. a relationship. And that making money was the first level of my of my prosperity. Now learning how to keep it and grow it are the second and third levels of my prosperity so that I need to be fiscally responsible for my future and not just my now, but my future. And when I say my future, I mean what am I giving back to society? What am I giving back to humanity? How am I helping the children that haven't been born yet with what I've created? And really understanding what that next level of contribution means.
2: Lisa, you should see me shaking my head. Like, I'm just like, oh, oh, like, you know, totally shaking my head. I'm like, what? Like, you know, and oh my God, you should see me right now. Oh my God. But really, you you know, you're touching the very important things, and this is so true. Like, we all really need to, oh God, God, I was like taking notes. Like, where's my pants? (laughs) But, Gracie, I can play this back. So, but, you know, you're, you're, really sharing things that are really, really important, and I think that, you know, even for those of us who have basically transformed our lives or are transforming our lives, you know, we're trying to create impact and do things. We also need to learn that we're not sheroes, right, that, you know, it's okay to rest. It's okay to pause. It's okay to celebrate. It's okay to not, you know, and just listening to you, you're definitely just you know, the, you know, just what you share is validating some of the thoughts that I've been thinking. And you're talking about, you know, just the fact that you've learned how to make money doesn't necessarily mean that you've learned how to keep it and grow it. And that's right. something they gave them, right. you know, yes, you know, it just went in my head because I'm like, yeah, that's true. We all still, you know, it's, a, it's an ongoing process, right? So this is it not, is. like you it said, is. it's a relationship so it's it's not oh, you know, I've made it, it's over and you know, I was reading something somewhere, it's like nobody's made it. Like, you know, it's a continuous right. you know, process, right? Like right. you can never go, right. Okay, I'm done, I've it's over, I've made it, like I'm resting. No, like you know, everyone's still it's still a struggle, I'll be right. Here, right? Right. Bill Gates is still trying to make more money like so it's it's not you can never go like, Oh, I'm done. No more ambition, no more You know, vicious. You just have have
3: different motivators. You just have different motivators. Mm -hmm. You have different things that inspire you. I'm not working now to make sure my son has pampers. I'm not working now to make sure I have food on my table. I'm working now to make sure my legacy is going to mean something. I'm working now so that that young woman named Mm -hmm. Alex coming up behind me, she has a shoulder to stand on. She has a, a, a pair of arms that can hold her. I'm working now so that the dash between my birthday and my transition day mean something. I'm working today so that my mm-hmm. life says to Dr. Martin Luther King, my life says to Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa Mah- Mahatma Gandhi, your fight, your walk, and your sacrifice will go notice and it won't go discarded, and I'll do something good with it. Now, so you have different seasons and different motivators. Mm-hmm. You have different things in different times of your life, but you always got to find that something that's going to inspire you to get up a little earlier, stay up a little later, walk with more humility, serve with more grace, stand taller than you ever stood before, do something you never thought you would do so you can have something you've always known you should have had. You always got to tap into what that
2: thing is. Amen. <laughs> I'm just saying amen. Oh, my God. Okay, so I see people dialed into the show. Hey, guys, if, you're, if you don't use your hand raising effect, if you don't press one, then we just think you're listening. So if you want to speak to Lisa, if you want to ask a question, if you want to say something, do that right now. Okay, we have a caller. Uh, someone's pressing. Okay, so hold on. Let's see. Hello? Hello? Hi there, Alex. Hello. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. Hi. Hi, Alex and Lisa. It's Sharon Jameson. Can you hear me?
3: Yes,
2: we can Hi, hear Sharon. you. Hi, Sharon. Yes, I can hear. You. Yes, we can hear I you. Welcome. Enjoying... Welcome to the show. Oh
1: gosh, I am enjoying the conversation so much, Lisa and Alex. And I have a question for you, uh, Lisa, because I'm also a speaker and an author. And I uh, have done some work with uh, with trying to help people be their best selves and what I have learned is that the biggest casualty of success is the loss of relationships and sometimes I find myself on this journey um, by myself it 's a very lonely journey. So how did you deal with some of the the success <laughs> and and the loss of relationships and um, what did you do to allow yourself to just be okay with success? Sure. Because sometimes that—that that I think people, and I know me and some of my clients, there, there's some shame that goes with success. We shame people when sure. they're successful. So can sure. you share about share with me how did you deal with some of the casualty the uh, casualties of success? And some of that is relationships. Can you speak about that?
3: Sure. Absolutely, Sh- Sharon. Correct. Yes, Sharon. Huh. Sharon, sure, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, so you asked two separate, very full questions, and um, and I talk about a lot of them uh, inside of some of my live trainings. I, I do a, a training named after my book, Abundant Life, and I talk a lot about relationships. Um, Uh, casualties because that was huge and that was really difficult for me because I'm a lifer like I love hard I love deep I love long you know we meet we bond I'm expecting us to grow old together and so I had to really have a have a shift and I had to mature in this area to understand hold on what's the cycle and the second question you asked is how do I deal with success and, the, and some of the shame that came with it. That was a big thing for me because for so many years, I didn't even know that I was operating with shame. I just was buying everything from my family, you know, making sure I was the go-to girl, and I thought I was doing it out of service. But then I realized I wasn't doing out of service. I was doing it because I was ashamed that I was making so much money while they were still inside financial struggle, and I felt a sense of guilt. So those uh, are two very big questions, service, and I really live with um, both of them. Significantly. The relationship thing. I'm going to go through this really fast, Sharon. Um, and so if it feels like I went too fast for you, you can get this in recording. I heard Alex say that. That's number one. Number two, it's in the book abundance now. So I'm gonna fly through it because it's pretty meaty. So there I learned about 13 years ago that there are three types of relationships, and this was my saving grace, Sharon. So write down as much of this as you can. There are three types of relationships. There's the life time relationship and that relationship is going to last forever. Someone's going to bury the other person. Very few relationships stand in that or live in that space but they exist. Lifetime. And then the second type of relationship is life giving. This relationship only lasts from one night. Yes I said one night to two years and this relationship is designed to let you know that you're still in the game. You're still worth that friend to have. You're still worth that passion. You're still worth that investment that you're still in the game. Don't give up. That's a life giving relationship they're normally full of energy they're normally full of vibrancy they're normally also full of chaos they're full of drama and you can't maintain them a lifetime because it takes too much energy to be in it which is why it's life giving because it gives you that 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 fire boost and then the third type of relationship sharon is the most popular it's the one that the majority of people are in but it's also the one that has the most chaos the most heartache the most discord and the most pain, and it's also the one that has the most people in it. And that's a purposeful relationship. And a purposeful relationship was brought together. For a purpose, whatever that purpose was. And that purposeful relationship can last for five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years. And the purpose could be to have children together. The purpose can be to build a business together. The purpose can be to grow up together. The purpose can be to discover what love looks like together, whatever that purpose is. The reason why it has the most discord, Sharon, the reason why it has the most pain is because once, get this, once the purpose is fulfilled, the relationship will forever take a different course, or it will end. And the reason why there's so much disruption in this kind of relationship, so much pain, is because people are trying to make a purposeful relationship, get this, a lifetime relationship. And it was never meant to be a lifetime relationship. It was always a purposeful relationship, and we're trying to make it, force it, To be a lifetime relationship, so here's what I did. I recommend you do get a sheet of paper and write down all the people on in the left hand side, ex boyfriends, girlfriends, sister friends, whoever cross your path, and you feel a little bit of discord, a little bit of disruption with them, and then make two columns. One column is life giving, the other column is purposeful, and then the final column is what. What? And so the, if they're life-giving, what? They give you life around. And if it's purposeful, what was the purpose of the relationship? So you check the box, they're life-giving, or they're purposeful, and in the last column, write down what was the purpose so that you recognize the relationship ending is not a loss. It had a reason to exist, and it had to complete. Okay, that's it. That was fast, but that's that's the fast. And that was powerful.
1: About. And I have your book that I'm going to go right into. I have everything you ever read, Lisa. stuff. So I'm gonna go Amen. and look at that again. I need to revisit that because that is yes. something that is that's a struggle, and like you said, it's painful. Yes. And um, but yes. thank you so much, sis, for answering that you're and welcome. answering it so fully. I appreciate you, and I
3: celebrate everything you're, you're doing in the world. God bless you. Thank you, sis. Thank you, sis. Keep looking your caboose to my train. I ain't going nowhere. Eat your wheaties though. You take your B12.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, <Charon>. Shira. <laughs> Sharon, thank you so much for calling and I know you're calling from Atlanta. Oh my god, it was so great for you to just oh, call Chiron, it and Sharon. Sharon, you
3: know Sharon, did you know I'm about you've called from Atlanta? You know I'm about to go to Atlanta, right? Yes. I met you last year in Atlanta. Okay. Um, I was Amen. Born. All right. Well you know I'm about to go. Everything. Yes, huh? yes, girl, you better you better show up at something. We we connect connected here. You gotta show up when I'm in the ATL. I sure will, and I will remind you that I called in. (laughs) Yes, yes, and I will remember. I'm going to surprise you, and I'm going to remember. Got a hug for
1: you. uh, Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Alex, for taking my call, too. I celebrate you, sis.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Ron, for calling in. Oh, my God, I was trying to take notes, Lisa, all the relations. You know, while you were just saying what you were saying about – the relationships, right, because, you know, I, and I love that Sharon asked that question because, again, we all find ourselves in places like that, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the more, you know, the the more successful, the more accomplished you become, then you find out that there are people dropping off, and, and sometimes it kind of looks like it's your fault, right, like you don't have time for them anymore, you're so busy, you're so this, you're so that, and you know, I I know that feeling of guilt and shame and feeling like oh I don't call this you know I haven't checked in with this person or I haven't done that. So just for you to you know share what you did, and you're trying to break it down the kind of friendships and relationships that we have. I'm gonna have to go do my list and <laughs> and just check that, check that again. Hi Lisa, are you there?
3: Yes, yes, yes. I you know okay. one of the okay. things that I real. One of the things that I realize is that when you get little nuggets like this, all of a sudden you, you can see a little brighter. You're like, okay, I, now you can never unknow what you learned. So now it's going to be like, okay, what kind of relationship? Every time I go through something, I say, okay, what kind of relationship was that? What was the purpose? Did they give me life? Did they give me a lesson? And that way I can release a little easier. So, yeah, so tons of notes. I've been, it's been so wonderful to be with you. So thank you for your graciousness.
2: Yes, and I know that we have to respect your time. You have to, you know, but let's talk a little bit just about the event because I know you have an event coming up in New York, and um, I think it's tomorrow, if I'm Cassadina. correct, and then you have another yeah. one. Cassadina. Yep. Yeah. So, yes. just, you know, just tell us a little bit about the Abundance Light because I'm hoping, I'm, you know, I know you're going to have another one next year, and I'm definitely going to be there. I
3: will. <laughs> I will. You know, I will. And I would love for you to join me so you know, this is a conversation um, that really leads into how do I, you know, everyone who's listening should be asking the question, what are the first steps I should take and what are the things I should be doing? And, and you know, it's a big conversation. So I spend time bringing portions of the book to life, Abundance Now, and then I also go beyond that. So um, we will tomorrow uh, in New York at the High Line Ballroom, Um, We will um, be literally looking at relationships, finances, business, Um, We'll look at all the things, helping you push past where you normally would stop, helping you say a bigger, bolder, yes, yes, helping you understand why do I operate the way I operate. Like on this conversation right now with you, it's really been understanding how do I operate, what's my mindset. So when you know what Mm -hmm. you know, then you can begin to do some things and, 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 and work with the conscious competence. And so the Abundant Life Live events are really about really shifting your consciousness and your awareness. Because when people ask me, what was the first thing you did? The first thing I did was I read books to give my mind something new. The second thing I did was I went to conferences where people were also reading new kind of books. And people were, (laughs) the, the, the tribe in the room weren't horses, they were unicorns. And I could hook my caboose. To their train and really get inside this new rhythm of a tribe. And so I love to do that. I love to give you a book to read so if you, if you can only in your living room and in your bedroom feed yourself something and go to school, you can do that through something hopefully that I've shared with you. And then the second thing is creating environments where you can come, learn something different at the end of tomorrow – People will walk away with an entirely different mindset. We've only been together right now for sixty minutes. Imagine if we spend the day together. So we'll be in New York at the Highline Ballroom. You can go to HighlineBallroom.com. dot com. You know, go to calendar and cl- uh, and click on tickets, and it, you'll see um, the event. So that's Highline H I G H L I N E Ballroom dot com. And then for Pasadena. You can go over to my website. Just look up LisaNichols dot com and click on events, and you can see Pasadena. That's on the twenty ninth uh, of this month, and um, and and it's just going to be amazing. And then Sharon uh, in Atlanta, I was inviting her to come uh, in a couple of weeks we'll be in Atlanta teaching people how to own their voice, how to write their story, discover their story, own their brand and you can find that out at Motivating the Masses as well but really every single conversation, all three of these events are about how do you discover the next best version of yourself how do you get out of your way um, in ways that you don't even know your your unconscious thinking is limiting you, how do you take the unconscious and move the unconscious to the conscious and then become aware of it, and then be- become active in it. How do you create multiple micro wins so that you can achieve a macro result? And that's what we'll be discussing at these events and really teaching you how to do it, because someone taught me how to do it. And I looked up now, and my, I don't recognize my life, and it's only right for me to turn around and go, what can I do for everyone else? So I'm excited about the events, excited if anyone, if any of you join me, please come up and say, I'm from the Alex tribe, and I will know. exactly where you're from and got a special
2: big girlfriend hug for you amen amen to that oh my god Uh, lisa you've been so amazing just you know just sharing so much you know like how, you know, look at it, we spend so much, you know, just how we spend a lot of time already talking, and, you know, you've been throwing down so much, and God, anybody, if you know anyone who needs to listen to this conversation, don't forget this show is Archive 24-7, so you can get the playback, just... You know, or you can go to our official website at uh, www.thenakedtalk.live, and you can catch everything Elisa has said on the show today. Well, Elisa, just before we leave, I know that you have to go. We try to respect your time, and I see some more people dialed into the show. If you're not using your hand raising effect, if you don't press one then we think you're just listening. So if you want to ask Lisa a question or you want to say something, make sure to press one right now because Lisa has to leave in about a few yes, minutes. Yes, I do. So, I, um, yeah, okay. I, got, I, got a, I got a living room full of people. Take- I got a living room full of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just have one. There's a caller, one last call. One last caller, I think there's a caller. Oh, God, we have to take this call quickly. I'm, sh- I'm sorry, Lisa, but we just have to do this. Hello? 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 Who's calling? Hi. Hi. Hello? <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh,
3: I'm speaking Hi. to Lisa Nichols. <laughs>
1: Hi, my name is Dodie, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just outside of Philadelphia, and my quick question is, I know that you said that there were little little wins along the way, nothing really um, huge, but um, was there a moment that happened for you that let you know that you were on your way?
3: Yes, Jody. Um, I... I There were a number, but but some of the small indicators were um, particularly when I started writing myself a check and Mm -hmm. I began began to have less stress around money because I began to to become responsible so I can see my stress level going down. The other thing that began to occur for me that was different um, was when I surrounded myself with different people. Like I would go to conferences similar to the one I'm inviting you to. You're in Philadelphia. Come on over. All of a sudden my Rolodex (laughs) at the time, remember when it was a Rolodex and not a database? Well, my Rolodex. I still have mine. (laughs) Right, right, right my Rolodex <laughs> became richer. I began to be able to call the people in my Rolodex and mastermind and have creative sessions with them because I kept putting myself in the proximity of different people. So I thought that was different. Like, wow, now people aren't calling me to borrow money. Now I can call them and bounce ideas off of them. So that was another small thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I used to feed my son beanies and weenies or spaghetti mm-hmm. seven days a week because mm-hmm. I could afford that. That was that was. That was what we can afford, and all of a sudden, one week a small indicator was. I I was able to buy chicken. I was like, okay, wow, look, I could buy. Then I could buy fresh turkey. You know, cut off the like. I noticed every little thing, every little thing I noticed, and so the small wins—they're right in front of you. They just seem so microscopic that we don't we we don't give them the credit that they're due, um, and then. People began to ask me for advice, and I'm like, me? For advice? Yeah, look, you worked five years in your business. At the time, I, I had a small business, but it was making, you know, uh, more than what I'd ever made before, and people said, what did you do? And so I start look, people start looking to me because they saw me as an example. I didn't even notice what I had done because I had my elbows up and my chin down, but they began to notice. <laughs> so those were some of the small wins. And oh, by Thank the you. Way, and, yes. at, and, and, as I built my self esteem more, men who weren't up to any good stopped coming to me because they start seeing my esteem was my indicator that they could not come close to me.
1: Ooh, that's huge. Uh, yes. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yes. yes. Well, I lo- I love
3: you. I love you ladies, but I have a room full of people who are going to pull, drag me through. I have a, <laughs> my big event tomorrow and I have a a, a team of people who want to know how can they serve me. I love my time with you Alex. It's clear that that we have to Thank do this you. again. It's clear that we have yes, to do we have this to. To. <laughs> again. So, let's just let's just book another time. And um, for all of you who are in the area, come out tomorrow. Come out. Be a part of it. Show up in the morning. It's Go to highline.com, HighlineBallroom.com. Go to Calendar and Tickets. It's right there. It's easy. we made it really doable for you to come. Uh, and if you come empty, I'll come full, and I'll pour everything I have into you. Amazing,
2: amazing. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. It's been an awesome time with you. And I would love to bring you back again some other time. We can definitely schedule that. Uh, Absolutely. Well, guys... Well, if you're just uh, joining us on the Naked Talk, uh, that was Lisa Nicole, and uh, Lisa is uh, a New York Times bestselling author. She's a motivational speaker, a life coach, uh, a God, businesswoman, uh, founder of Motivated the Masses. She's everything you know, all around queen motivator, and she has definitely poured into uh, to into. Soul Saturday, Rel. well, Soul Saturday was, you know, blessed. And if you know anyone who missed this show from the very beginning, God, I can tell you that she was pouring right from the very minute she opened her mouth. So till we come back again, and yes, Lisa does have uh, giveaway tickets. She has tickets for uh, New York. We have about, you know, tickets. We have three tickets for tomorrow. And we also have for Pasadena in L.A. Uh, so if you want one of those tickets, don't forget to send us an email to hello at the naked talk dot live until we come back again, same time next week on Talk Wednesday of the Naked Talk, don't forget that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And we do not apologize for being who we truly are. So till I see you again uh, next week on the Naked Talk, I love you for listening. Ciao. <laughs> It's subscription out, it's some filter out, it's some Damn Damn sensor. It's subscription out, it's some filter out, it's
0: some Damn Damn sensor. It's unscripted out, it's some filter
2: need to the naked talk with
0: Alex of course